remember the first year, I mean, we ended up in the pub there in Fernie. Yeah. just said, screw it. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was like, where I was pouring pour rain, like oh, downpour, yeah. just totally demoralizing. <laughs> it's either head into the flathead where there's no turning back, or the, the pub in Fernie. That seems to be what a lot of the chitter chatter is around Granberg right now is the Dumbo everyone's getting excited for. And it seems there's a big group that like the Dumbo aspect of it. They're, they're hitting it as a social ride almost more than anything else. I think that's a lot of people's sort of plans with this one. It's just to get out there and have some fun. Lost Elephant Ultra Pioneers, Tony Hitu, Nathan Siemens, Andrew McLeod and Eric Ross. Welcome to the Bike Pack Canada podcast. Hello, Bike Pack Canada. Uh, this is Joanne Jojo from Calgary and uh, took a couple of days off work this week to do some training rides on Bam Bam and, of course, on Bam Bam my salsa cutthroat and uh, yesterday did one of my favorite little rides uh, from Calgary to Ghost Lake which is just past Cochrane uh, there and back about 123k and then when I was on highway 1a uh, all of a sudden this young fellow Troy from Oklahoma pulled up beside me and I saw his bike was all kitted out and uh, I said tour divide and he said you betcha anyway we rode together and uh, talked and um, we got to Ghost Lake together, stopped and had a bite to eat and I peppered him with questions about his bike and um, then he told me he did the Tour Divide in 2016, did it in 23 days, he's trying to go for under 20 days this time, uh, so that was pretty awesome. And then on the way back from Ghost Lake to Calgary, um, I ran into about nine other Tour Divide racers doing the exact same thing, a little spin out for their legs little warm-up. They were going up to Banff. Uh, very cool, very exciting. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, today I'm uh, just a little ride to Chestermere Lake from Calgary. This one will be about 70k and um, I'm just doing some uh, training rides because I'm going in the Ghost of the Gravel gravel race on Sunday and it's 118k of uh, beautiful clay and gravel up in Water Valley. I'm so really excited about that. And uh, so just doing some training rides and then uh, I'm sure all of us are getting ready to uh, follow all the dots on the Tour Divide, which starts tomorrow morning, Friday morning. So that'll be pretty exciting. Hopefully everybody's out there enjoying the beautiful weather, uh, riding their bikes, hiking, whatever, just doing stuff outdoors. And uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Welcome back to the Bike Pack Canada podcast. I'm your host, Steve O'Shaughnessy. Well, what a month that was. Tour Divide, BC Epic, um, just crazy. It was crazy following the Tour Divide this year. Um, very contentious race. Uh, I don't know if you heard my chat with Sofiane, but I'd urge you to go back and uh, listen to that one. Pretty inspiring guy uh, who came up against uh, some pretty adverse um, riding conditions, scary, scary riding conditions for him. So, um, 
you know, he made the choice to scratch and uh, that seemed to be contentious with the trolls out there on the internet. But uh, yeah, I urge you to go back and, and take uh, have a listen to that one. It was, uh, it was a fun conversation. Tom Hanish, holy cow, buddy. That was crazy. Um, he won the BC Epic this year, breaking Evan Deutsch's record last year by a couple hours. Tom wrote it in two days, 16 hours and 45 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, watching uh, Tom, Dion and Leonard Stotts speed across the province was inspiring to say the least. And congrats to all who participated in this event. Um, some of these events can be pretty life-changing for a lot of people. So I hope that your journey was a good one. Uh, whether you finished or not, um, it's all learning. We learn a lot in these journeys. So um, congratulations to everyone, whether you finished or not. Awesome stuff. I have a bit of news. I'm going to be taking off on a individual time trial of the Lost Elephant Ultra Race. And I'm leaving tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Super anxious. I think there's something to be said for starting with a grand depart, with the, the camaraderie and the, the vibe at these uh, the starts of these races. Super, um, super contagious. And I'm kind of missing that. It's just kind of like, not anticlimactic, but I don't know what the word is for it. But, you know, I'm going to be sitting on a bench in front of Sobeys in Invermere at, uh, you know, hopefully get there just before nine. I'm going to sit down, uh, maybe record a voice memo of how I'm feeling about it all. And uh, I'm also going to uh, give a moment of silence, a one minute moment of silence in honor of our, uh, of the Bike Pack Canada founder, Ryan Corey. So at 9.01, I'll begin uh, pedaling uh, around the Rocky Mountain Trench. And um, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I think I'm ready. I have a lofty goal uh, of um, my finish time. I can tell you what it is because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> and I have some lofty goals as to how I traverse this route. So um, just uh, wish me luck. Watch my dot. You guys know how to find that. And uh, yeah, just uh, cheer me on. I need all the help I can get on this one. <laughs> So yeah, um, I'm pretty excited, super stoked. And uh, really the biggest goal is just to finish that thing. It's a beast of a route, like 500K and 10, almost 11,000 meters of climbing. So got my work cut out for me. I'm just deciding on what front ring to put on actually. I think uh, our bike shops are a little bit low stocked and I got a new drivetrain, thought I could run the same front ring, but it's barking at me. So I'm gonna change that ring out too. I think I'm going to end up going with the 26, which I'm not too stoked about, but that seems to be the only ring I can get my hands on at this point. But considering all the climbing on that route, uh, maybe that's going to be a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. So we'll see. Anyway, I'm super excited. Um, so today's episode of the podcast, I bring you the Lost Elephant uh, organizers. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Tony Hitu, Nathan Siemens, Eric Ross, and Andrew McLeod. Uh, we kind of uh, went, I went down there for a group ride. We rode around the community forest in Cranbrook, which was awesome. It was so fun to be riding with a pack of single speeders as well. Um, good to see those guys out there. Um, actually, going back, I decided to bike pack race this year on gears. Um, just, you know, I got to take care of my body. Uh, I don't know that, uh, admittedly, I don't know that I'm strong enough to ride a single speed um, around this track. So, uh, you know, I want to get to the end. And I think the best way to do that for me personally was using gears. However, in the community forest in Cranbrook, I was riding single speed. And I usually ride trail single speed because it's so fun. Um, so we ended up going back to Andrew McLeod's beautiful house just uh, just out of uh, downtown uh, Cranbrook. 
beautiful uh, heritage house, just amazing. And I set up the mics and we just kind of had a conversation. So hopefully it comes across okay. Um, there's a bit of uh, room ambience. Um, the recording levels were kind of hard to balance because, you know, four guys all talking different levels and I had one mic. Um, so hopefully it's it's not too bad to listen to. And that was a few weeks ago. So uh, the first part of this podcast is going to be Nathan and I speaking. There's a couple updates that he wanted to talk about. So that's about a half an hour. And then after that, there's about, I don't know, an hour of an hour and 20 of just chat stories about the route, its evolution uh, and uh, kind of their philosophy around the route. And um, yeah, it was just an awesome convo. It's it's cool to hear kind of grassroots stories about how these roots uh, come about. And yeah, it was a super fun conversation with a great group of guys, uh, really hardcore riders. So now I bring you Tony Hitu, Nathan Siemens, Eric Ross, and Andrew McLeod. Enjoy. So I noticed um, Andrew had posted something about uh, some updates. Yes. Yeah, and um, he has sent me the file to get up on the website. I just haven't got it up there yet. Yeah. But um, if you want to just jump right in. Yeah, let's just we, do it. <laughs> or he, or he, we, or James, or whoever was the power that be decided that the 321 was actually going to be a little bit hefty for a, um average two-day bike packer. Um, to accomplish it, or sorry, for an average bike packer to be able to accomplish in two days. Yeah. So they chopped off about, I think it's about 20 kilometers of, I don't want to say needless because I don't think bike riding is ever needless. <laughs> no. But this one little section that just sort of added 20 kilometers and a bit of climbing because I think that Andrew got a little bit worried that it was going to be a big thing to bite off for a two-day ride yeah. for a lot of people yeah where now it's 100 he claimed it as 150 kilometers each day and both of them being pretty tough days yeah. so instead of you know having to push upwards close to 200 on your first day of really tough day so, yeah yeah so he he chopped off a bit but he didn't chop off any of the hard stuff the stuff that got chopped off was pretty just Tame gravel road stuff. Right. So. Cool. Yeah. I, I noticed he said something about um, so bring bring fat tires. Yeah. What uh, he, he said. Fat fast tires and really low gear. Yeah. So there's going to so, be a bit of pushing, yeah, I imagine. Because there's. Yeah. At about ah, don't quote me on this now that the 20 kilometers is out, but just after Perry Creek, which I had it at 189 when that 20 kilometers was there, is so I guess maybe 169, somewhere between 169 or 116, 180. Yeah. There's a hill. That's going to be a walk. Like it's, we were joking that it's, it's the, uh, it just levels the playing field between the single speeders and the gear because <laughs> everyone's walking. Yeah. There's no chance. So it's it's uh it's fairly long, really loose, and incredibly steep. Yeah. I've only actually ridden down it. I've ridden down it twice, and even riding down it is like pretty gnarly. abusive. So I can't just go into it. <laughs> cool. So you you cut off. So, so you guys cut off some distance, but increase the difficulty. Is that kind of yeah. what, what I'm hearing? No, no, the difficulty stayed. They just, in the distance that they cut off, 
it, he didn't cut off any of the hard stuff. Also, there was a what was being claimed as a bushwhack at the 60-kilometer mark, right yeah. at the beginning. And um, Andrew and some other people went up and wrote it, and he said it's not a bushwhack. Oh, okay. That it's that there's that there's ATV trails and stuff that get you through. Right. And it's, he said it's beautiful up there. So awesome. So that was just that was the I think that was the only unknown on the trail. Yeah. Or on the course was that sort of the it's also the highest point. So it's at 60 kilometers. It's the highest point of the route as well as it was the only unknown because they, I think they mapped it when it was winter and they couldn't ride it. Like the snow stayed there till just recently. So, right. Yeah. So that's the Dumbo, right? That's the Dumbo. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the Dumbo is, is remaining unchanged. I think Eric oh. would have our heads on stake. We down. Sorry, Eric would have your head on a stake if what? You got you cut out there a bit. If we change the jumbo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, does he want to do it again and try to break his record? Well, I don't know about that. I just think that it's been proven by like guys like him and Rob, Rob Hain, that it's totally within the realm of possibility. So why change it? Yeah. So what was Rob? Yeah. What was Rob's time? It was crazy. I think he only slept. At the bottom of um, Brewer Pass. Yeah. So that's that the thing. That's one days? thing I want to get up on the site is um, I'll, I don't know if records is the right way to do it, but the yearly times. Yeah. So like every year, because as we are seeing, the Dumbo is changing all the time. The the Jumbo has changed a couple times. Yeah. Essentially. So just to sort of say in like, you know, 2018, so-and-so did it in this time, so-and-so did it in this time, sort of put up like the, like, you know, the the remarkable ones, like for each course. Because I don't know if like having a record really counts on this one. I guess it sort of does, like, because no one, it's going to be pretty tough to beat Rob's. I'm sure someone will try for it. But I'd like to get that up before the actual race this year. So people know, right. so that people have something to gun for. Yeah, for sure. I think it's nice. But, I think it's nice to have the results up there, even for the people who are just getting mm-hmm. into it, so they can see kind of what they did last year and see if they can beat those yeah. times or mm-hmm. um, kind of like yeah. t- Tour Divide esque, right? Because it changes all the time. I yeah. went. I went up Paradise last week, and uh, yeah, I saw your photos. Yeah, and uh, last year there was probably two hundred percent more snow. It was about the, the yeah. same time like it was roughly the same mm-hmm. time and uh yeah it's there's no snow up there it's crazy yeah it was is that where that where was that cabin that you posted a photo of that's a paradise mines cabin so yeah. if when you kind of yeah, that was beautiful photo oh thanks yeah do you notice that when you climb up it's kind of off to the side like um it's almost don't at the tell par- anyone but i've never gone up there oh no yeah you didn't make that right because <laughs> you slit your tire that that's a, right yeah, yeah so <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I'm a total fake fraud for this one. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, Are you going to do it this year? No, not the. I I actually am not even going to be at the Grand Depart. Oh, all. No. that's the first day of our family vacation. Oh, We're right. going to down to the um, the Gulf Islands to go oh, biking nice. around, camp in there. Awesome. So, um, I'm sort of planning on doing the Dumbo just because I want to check out the new route. Yeah, I don't know when though. But yes. Yeah, so, 
<laughs> so if anyone's looking for someone to do the Dumbo at some other time during the year, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to ITT it at some point. That's my plan. It's so hard, man. You know it's hard to get the time yeah. to just do it. You have to take time off work. So it becomes an expensive race yeah. <laughs> to take like mm -hmm. two or three, four days off work. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was so uh, so good to be up there, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, obviously the the route goes the opposite way, which I right. think is probably an easier climb. After like I I I did it kind of the other way, so I I rode up from okay. Wilmer, and it gets super mm -hmm. punchy, really punchy at the top, and right. uh, but uh, I descended. I ended up leaving at about three in the morning and just going down back to the uh, Toby. Benches road there to the panel road mm -hmm. and yeah. um it's it's not a bad uh descent actually like it, it seems pretty climbable i think it's probably easier to climb and a, a little bit of a shorter distance as well to get down to the right. panel road as opposed to, it's like 40k from wilmer or from my house actually mm -hmm. to get up there so um yeah it was beautiful up there man it's just such a nice spot yeah it seems like i think that's yeah, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're like looking over almost into like the jumbo drainage from up there, aren't you? Uh, yeah, that was looking, I was looking kind of west-ish, like southwest, like, I guess. So Mount Nelson was kind of like uh, more west of me. Like it's just <laughs> over top. Like if, if you could kind of get, get a drone up high and look kind of over the cabin's roof, Mount Nelson would be right mm -hmm. there. So oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so the the descent is just like as you as as the route the people who are racing it as they come up almost to the the apex of the climb up Paradise. There's a fork off to the mm -hmm. left, and you'll see no trespassing signs and whatnot. I'm, I'm not sure the status of mm -hmm. that up there. They don't want um, they don't want the public sleeping in the cabin without right. uh, express written permission to do that. Mm -hmm. so but yeah it's just off to the side it's a beautiful little spot good spot to just sit down and take a break after that climb because then after that it just right. kind of meanders up to the saddle and then you're over the over the other side so mm -hmm. yeah it's mm -hmm. super nice yeah how many people signed up so far not a ton no <laughs> i know there's a there's a pretty substantial group from cranbrook that don't sign up for things though right so like i know like i can count at least 12 that are doing the dumbo um, I have two new signups for the, um, for the jumbo that I haven't put up yet. Mm -hmm. Cause what happens is I get the email and then I just have to put them online to like make them sort of public. So I'll try to put those up this weekend actually. So there's three official on the jumbo and at least 12 on the, um, the dumbo. Um, yeah, it's been a bit funny. We haven't pushed it quite as hard this year, Yeah, which is I don't know why. I think we just had like some sort of wind beneath our wings last year and went for it. And, and it's time. Really pushed right? it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, there's, uh, that seems to be what a lot of the chitter chatter is around Cranbrook right now is the Dumbo everyone's getting excited for. And it seems there's a big group that like the Dumbo aspect of it. They're, they're hitting it as a social ride almost more than anything else. Like, um, Ryan Hamilton, I just talked to him and asked him what he, his plans were for it. And so he did the Dumbo last year in like, I think it was like 18 or 19 hours, yeah, which is nuts. He's, um, and so he said he's doing the social ride again. 
Um, so him and his wife, and I think Andrew and Tara are Andrew McLeod and Tara Sukrupa are all going to sort of do it together. Oh, cool. Um, as a group, and that'll be a fast group. Like there's there's no one in that group that's going to slow anyone down. Right. But um, I think that's a lot of people's sort of plans with this one is just to get out there and have some fun. For sure. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be a couple of people that are out there trying to set their best times for sure as well. But uh, there's the, uh, then there's the other group that the sort of same similar group to what I rode with last year on the Dumbo. They're, they're planning on doing the same thing, sort of stick together, camp in the same places, stuff like that. Um, and so it's pretty, I think it's pretty sweet for that. Like I noticed a couple of people on the BC Epic this year seem to be doing that too. Yeah. Lots like of groups. People I was watching and they're just staying together the whole time. And I, I like that, right? Because if you're not, if you're not out there to just like to set some personal record or to like be attacking for the win, it's a really cool way to do these events because you're sort of getting put in there with a bunch of people anyway. So why not get to know them? Yeah, for sure. I've, and you kind of find your pack. Like if you just kind of start riding, yeah. You're like within a day, yeah. you're going to be within the people, like around the people that are kind of the same mm-hmm. fitness level as, as you. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and it kind of makes it a bit safer. Like I know when I was riding up paradise, um, like it's, it's only 40 K from town, but it's pretty remote. Like you're, you're pretty right. out there oh, and yeah. you're on these super narrow quad tracks and you're in the woods and there's nobody around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was timid going up there, but it's just, that's the whole idea of, of getting out there. Yeah, doing exactly. it. So you gotta face your fears, mm-hmm. right. And just get out and do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Um, so the, is, uh, I saw Alex Cohen. He signed up, right? And is yep. is Eric Ross doing it again? Yeah, Eric is awesome. doing the jumbo. Um, I'm assuming single speed because I don't think he knows how to ride any other bike anymore. It looked like Eric Ross did the epic on gears. Oh, maybe he did. Well, that's funny because, you know, I haven't talked to him since he's been back. I texted him as soon as I saw his little dot make it into merit. But yeah, his um, profile on there said that he was riding his Fargo, but the photo that he sent earlier, like before the Epic, was him on his Niner, which is his single speed. So I don't know. Oh, interesting. I, I just saw a finished photo. I thought I saw a derailleur on his bike because he was riding his Fargo, I thought, with the drop bars. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if it had drop bars, then it had a derailleur. Right. But uh, that's cool. And then so. I think that is the thing with these events, right? Like you, you guys have lives of your own and exactly you're trying to fit this stuff in and work and then you want to play as well and that's why i find about the podcast like when i was like are you ready (laughs) to do this and it's like okay well just give me a minute i'll put a cartoon on for the kids and then give them a lecture (laughs) i was like look at my eyes okay i want you to be quiet daddy's working (laughs) on his podcast don't fight i don't want to have to come (laughs) up here yeah it's so funny yeah yeah and and i think i think that's it's probably frustrating for participants, but at the same time, I don't know. I think people understand it and appreciate that about this culture too, is that it is sort of like, you know, we're, we're just throwing roots out there for people to do. Yeah. Right. And so if you can't self-sufficiently figure your way out about it, you're probably not going to do very well on the ride either. Yeah. Well, so, that's, they're, they're not non-supported events, right? So yeah. do you think that that's why the signups might be a bit low for this event? Cause it's fairly gnarly. Like the, no, ju- the no, jumbo specifically. I, I think it's totally because we haven't been oh. raw rawing as much as we did last year. I'll put like some raw raw online like, then. 
yeah, I contacted bikepacking.com and got them to put stuff up. I, oh, nice. You know, I was just like, let's do this, let's make it. And then this year it's like, I don't know if it's because I'm not going to be there or um, what, but the the promotional aspect of it hasn't been as front, front of mind. Like last year I was really good about whenever someone signed up, putting it up on Facebook and saying, right. hey, and I found that, that worked really well, that every time some like, hey, Harold's going to do the jumbo and Susie's doing the dumbo and Johnny's doing the dumbo with her, I'd put that up and then I'd get like two or three more like within an, a day of that. Well, and then I'd go, so every time I'd put someone else up, it would encourage someone else to sign up. I uh, Did you listen to the one I did with Sofiane? Yeah. So I, I reached out to him super randomly. I know uh, Patrick mm-hmm. got him on there too. Bikes or death guy got, he got his podcast out before I did. I was like, Oh, I was so choked. Cause I wanted to get <laughs> it out first. But, um, I, I, I kind of spread that around some Facebook groups and the traffic mm-hmm. to the bike pack Canada website went up 1200%. Oh yeah. That doesn't surprise me. It was nuts. Like, yeah. Now, now you just have to get Alexandra cause that's yeah. who everyone's talking about now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you right? just gotta, be, be on the hype train. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Patrick had a, a podcast out for her, like, uh, I think he, yeah, it was, bef- before the tour. I'm currently listening to that. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get her. Yeah. I, reached out, I reached out to one of her friends because she's not really on social. So I reached out to one of her friends and said, mm-hmm. hey, does she want to be on the podcast? She said, oh, sure, I'll let her know. But whatever, she's busy. She's a beast, yeah. man. That was crazy to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole event. Yeah. yeah, she's, I think she's everyone's favorite right now. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It was cool to see, to watch Eric going yeah. west to east, or sorry, east to west on the BC Epic. That was that was always sort of fun. Seemed like he rode to someone too. I, again, I I think he's back in town now, but it'd be cool to chat with him. Um, yeah, around here, not really. There's been a couple of those just like groups going out after work on a Friday, which yeah. is, seems to be such a sweet idea. Just you know, even only riding like 30 or 40 kilometers, setting up tents and coming home in the morning. And so I think that's, it seems to be the, the trend around here. Um, but so the route's looking good, uh, update on the Dumbo GPS tracks are coming out. Yeah, that, that I will I'll put the two new signups up as well as that right away. Um, so I'll hopefully get that up on Monday, which would be Monday the early July. I don't know what date it is. Right. Come on. Who I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll get, try and get that up on Monday morning. Um, I don't know when this is going to go into people's ears, but probably have it up before it goes in people's ears. And that way when they go there, they'll be able to get the new track. <laughs> they have to, I, I would definitely recommend checking in with us like a day or two before just in case anything's changed. Cause I know on the buckshot, I actually downloaded the second to newest route. Oh yeah. <laughs> and got sort of messed up. I went through some farmer's field with fully locked gates, even oh, though I thought no. I had the newest route. Oh no. So <laughs> yeah. So just double, de- definitely double check with us that you got the right one. We'll try to name the files, um, differently so that, you know, which is the newest, um, Cause yeah, that sort of sucked for me. It was fine. It was, it was a good ride still. Yeah. <laughs> it was goofy. Um, yeah. Other than that, like, as I said, I don't think the jumbo will ever will change because the, the people who have completed it are 
have proven that it's totally fine. Yeah. So why change it? Yeah, for yeah. sure. So how was the buckshot? So, um, you, you ended up scratching, right? Very disheartening. Oh, buddy. Yeah, Sorry I scratched. Uh, yeah, well, I had, I'd set myself up for one night. I was only going to allow myself to sleep one night with job stuff and wanting, just wanting to get home. I didn't want to be away from the family that long, even though it's a short one. I was just sort of feeling like, Hey, I don't, I, sometimes I feel guilt, like sort of selfish on these rides. I totally get um, it. I totally get that, it. That rain and that mud and sand was just unrelenting. Yeah. I, we were, I was riding on and off with different people. And I remember being going like six kilometers an hour in the flats. And it's like, we're not even climbing. We're going six kilometers an hour. Oh, man. I was a hundred kilometers shy of my goal. Oh man! My goal was to be just past barrier, like at the base of the first hill after barrier. And I was only at 150 kilometers when I finally put up my tent. So I got to, um, Oh, bridge Lake. I got to bridge Lake and I started doing the math. It's like, okay, you can just ride road back to, Kamloops, which was something like a 120k road ride, or call, like my dad came to Kamloops with me as sort of just for the weekend, or call him and just call it because there's no way I could have finished the ride without having to sleep again. Right, you and ran, I wasn't set up for that. Yeah, my all like I, I just sort of I don't know. I'm pretty good at having fun on my bike. I pretty much never don't have fun. <laughs> yeah. Like whether it's minus 30 and we're pushing through snow up to our knees or like I'm towing the whole family flotilla up, up and over, like on the KVR. It's just, I'm always having fun. And it was at that point when I was like that far behind my goals Yeah. and that like slow and like, there were people were pushing in the flats. Like you weren't following just tire tracks. You were following foot and tire tracks right. all the time. So it, it was, was like, like that, just... that peanut butter mud type stuff. They just couldn't really no, get through it. No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that kind of, that, that's the funny thing. Cause I, yeah. And it wasn't like that. It was, it was sand mud. Right. So it was more like you just sink in and just get disheartened. Cause you're only, you're <laughs> yeah. pedaling it, you know, six kilometers an hour or walking at six kilometers an right. hour. What's the difference? Yeah. And, your drivetrain sounded like oh. it was just getting dragged through a kid's sandbox. Yeah. Like it was, <laughs> I had a brand new chain and cassette and due to my cheapness, I haven't replaced them yet, but I probably <laughs> should. They're destroyed. Like, so, oh, um, yeah, it was like the SLX cassette, which I've learned the difference between SLX and XT now is that SLX turns orange in the water where XT doesn't turn orange in the water. <laughs> yeah. A bit more steel content in the cheaper ones. Yeah, right? exactly. yeah. <laughs> How do you scrub this rust off here? Yeah, that's, but yeah. Like that. Cause the cassette it only had maybe a hundred kilometers on it before that ride. So right. Like, oh, I can't replace it. Oh yet. my God. That's funny. So cool, man. But yeah, I, I can't complain much though, because like, I don't know, so many people did complete it, right? It was, I think, what was it? Nine out of the 17 completed it. Yeah. So, that's, that's pretty high yeah. attrition for a short track. Like it I, is. You know. Yeah, for sure. A lot. Like I was waiting at, um, bridge Lake and all of a sudden guy Stewart came around the corner. I'm sitting at the store. So he's like, Oh, Hey. And we start chatting and he's like, is there room for another person in that car? <laughs> so we gave him a ride back to Kamloops oh, too. Oh, guy. And... He's a beast. Like, I'm surprised oh, he yeah. uh, got the ride back. 
Yeah, but yeah, it must have been pretty gnarly. Yeah, and if you're not having fun and your 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 mental attitude is just falling, it's just like ah, you know. Yeah, and Leonard um, Leonard said it was the hardest um, race condition. Sorry, I'm just plugging my phone in. Um, Leonard said it was the hardest race conditions he'd ever been in. Oh man. And yeah, like the funny thing is, is if that rain had just started during the ride, it would have been fine. But it had been raining like the however many days before, like four or five days before. So the road was fully saturated. Right. That was the problem. Because the rain wasn't bad. The rain, it wasn't like torrential downpour ever. It was just like that sort of nice, you know, that nice sort of mist, like steady rain. Yeah. That sort of gets you wet, but not that bad. But it was just the the road was at full saturation and it was just getting worse and worse by oh the God. hour. So. <laughs> hey, well, you know, but, that's part of the journey, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's kind of a unfortunate because, you know, with the logistics, it's pretty far, right? You know, you, you well, probably thing. drove, what, seven hours to get to Merritt after, or to Kamloops? After, after work. Yeah, right. So you wake up it's next like, day. And, I left yeah. work at like three o'clock and didn't get to Kamloops till like 10. And uh, then, but no, it's, the thing about that one that's awesome is that it is a loop. Right. It's so it's so much easier than the Epic where you have to somehow get yourself to merit and back from Fernie, depending on where you live. Yeah. So like having it as a loop is super cool. And I guess saying that plug the elephant because yeah. both the elephant routes are a loop too. And that's great, right? Like to, yeah. to start and end as a loop, just mm-hmm. like the AR, the AR is going to be a loop this year as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause no, again, that was, that was one that was tough too. Cause you end up in, I, I scratched on it, but you end up in, uh, in Hinton and it's, it's yeah, exactly. like, how do you get back from Hinton Yeah, or vice versa? Like, yeah. So yeah, actually that reminds me, there is a guy that just reached out on the elephant and he's planning on flying in from the States. Um, and, um, just doing it on like an ITT, Yeah, but it's pretty, the, the cool thing about that is he reached out saying, asking if there was Uber from the airport in Cranbrook. I'm like, ah, no, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> but if you let us know, one of us will come get yeah, you. Yeah, And then he's like, oh, is there anywhere that you would recommend storing a bike bag? And I'm like, yeah, my garage. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, that's the cool thing about these kind of yeah. events is that, you know, it just really opens up that conversation of totally. like, okay, you guys have a route. I can't do it at your time, but can you guys help me out? And this community, it's like, and I don't think necessarily Cranbrook's all that unique for this, but I think everyone's just out there to help out. Like, yeah, of course you can. Like last year there was a guy sleeping in his car in my driveway the night before the elephant, because yeah. why go get a hotel? And he apparently he, our guest room wasn't good enough for him. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> He has a comfy no, car. He, no, <laughs> he, he, has, he had his car all set up. So yeah. Oh, like a camperized. Yeah. Why not? No, right? it was a CRV, but it was all set up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think that too. It's just like then that guy. You know, hey, you want to grab a sh- quick shower before you head back to the airport? Exactly. You know, and it's... you know, he ended up using our host afterwards because he did the Dumbo in one in a tw- under twenty four hours oh, type nice. thing, and he just came and flopped on the couch and like slept for like half a day and on our couch which is perfect right because like of course why not yeah daddy who's a strange man on our couch (laughs) (laughs) exactly just don't don't just don't touch him leave him alone (laughs) he's recovering he'll be grumpy if he wakes up yeah he'll be super grumpy (laughs) oh that's funny did you have something else to, to talk about 
yeah, I would just like to say, like, if anyone does have questions, because we are sort of being a little less good at updating, just hit us up on the Facebook, like, hit the message message button on the Lost Elephant Facebook page, because that's going straight to me or Eric, and we're really quick about responding to things like that. And just like what I was saying with the other guy flying in and not getting an Uber, we, we would glad we'll gladly find an Uber for you, and <laughs> we'll we'll get you in, into town. We'll get you pointed in the right direction. Right on. Um, all that kind of stuff. It, we're, we're we're pretty friendly. How's everybody feeling? Great. Good. Yeah. Want to just get her done? It doesn't have to be a three-hour one. <laughs> <laughs> we got the beer to make it up. It yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Off into so it it <laughs> Did you uh, ask James again? And I need to collect. I. I just <laughs> mentioned it. He just. He's the most. Yeah. In, he's the most interesting. He's yeah, because that's who I was talking to at the end. And mm-hmm. It would provide the most colourful commentary. <laughs> and then I mentioned I was going to Andrews. Yeah, yeah, I think he was a big part of the oh, original really? team. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know. It almost... Yeah, he, he, he just didn't respond to the original, the original chat texts. Yeah. So I, maybe maybe he didn't... I didn't actually invite him. Maybe that's my fault. If, it, if it's my fault, James, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what, did we, what were we talking about before? I should have just been recording it the whole time, I think. But so I actually go around and introduce yourself. I know everyone's first name and some of your last names, but uh, Tony, right? Tony, yep. Yeah. Oh, what's Tony who? What's your last name? Tony, he too. Yeah. And you're Cranbrook, Cranbrook, Cranbrookonian. Yeah. <laughs> born and raised in Cranbrook. Right on. Uh, we just got back from an amazing ride. People who are just kind of listening it's it's amazing down here if you haven't ridden in cranbrook and i hadn't um oh yeah don't i'll edit that out don't come down here the riding's no good here i can edit that out <laughs> <laughs> and then around the table we have eric ross cranbrook. And, yeah. oh sorry nathan siemens and yeah cranbrook born and raised pretty much andrew mcleod alberta uh, import ah a red plate yeah yeah you yeah. still have your red plates no, no, no. Saving on save in insurance. Yeah. yeah, I came from Jasper, which is more BC than uh, than the East Kootenay. I would agree. Cranbrook is more Alberta, I think, than the rest of than the rest That's of BC. But you're That's interesting. Here, so you know yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know about that. That's actually a good way to put it. <laughs> it's just a big melting pot of different people. So we're here to talk about the. Um, Lost Elephant slash like how many how many revisions of this uh, this route have there been like started was it the gravel grinder or there was something before that wasn't no. it no no originally the gravel grinder yeah and it's gravel grinder for three years two yeah I think two and the only reason it got changed is because the bike industry started calling gravel bikes or those kind of gravel races gravel grinders and. Sort of like, that's an inappropriate style that's of a, bike to take. Yeah, it's a very inappropriate <laughs> name for this kind of ride. So, um, yeah, that's why it got changed. And did did it get taken over by this group, or no. 
No, it was just kind of like uh, you adopted it and carried it on, or so. so <clears throat> give me some history. Tell everyone some history. So I can only speak how it originally happened. Just do it. Used to be. Uh, it actually started with uh, with Brad Fuller. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. We were riding one day. He's like doing a bunch of. We did a bunch of routes, and one day he's like, "Yeah, let's put all a bunch of this together and." And uh, some of the Great Divide ride, and 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 uh, and make a a local race, and and I think there wasn't very many of them around at that time, and and uh, yeah. So, anyways, we went through the winter and printed up some posters and sent some, set up a little Facebook uh, page, and and uh, and got it going. So, yeah, that was twenty fifteen. Okay, I was uh, gonna say. Yeah, James was key. I think was big involved in yeah, designing James. that route and uh, yeah I went from Cranbrook through some high mountain passes over to Fernie about 200k or up into the Elk Valley there and then the first year it went up north up to Sparwood and picked up the divide route took that out to Grasmere and then came through the trench back to Cranbrook and you guys all wrote that year that year yeah yeah I didn't know <laughs> yeah six of us showed up at the Cranbrook clock tower to start? To start, yeah. yeah. I started the, a day earlier. <clears throat> and didn't James start a day and, earlier? Uh, yeah, it was nice and sunny. And then the next day was kind of rainy. But apparently, like, Wild Horse Pass and White Swan Lake, it was really nasty. And a lot of people got super cold and dropped out. Yeah, there's apparently quite a few people that were just showed up early and did the race. And yeah, I remember. Here. I think that was. Oh, no, sorry. That, I was. Think of the second year, but yeah, the first year. Yeah, I remember hearing about that thinking this is a funny race that people are yeah. <laughs> going early and starting early, and it wasn't really a grand, grand part. Oh, it was like distributed amongst yeah, the it was over like a couple hours. Yeah, start when you want. But uh, Serge uh, Chason and Mark Canane from Fernie, they both rode it that year, and, and Frank. Uh, yeah, and Fra- okay, Frank Schumacher. Yeah, and. Uh, Blitzed it like they all yeah. just blitzed it. Surge was super fast, passed us in the night somewhere when we were camped. And uh, Mark caught up to us one day and then just forged on ahead and rode with him for a little while. So yeah, you guys good. started the, the gravel light version that year <laughs> with a car and a beer cooler. <laughs> yes, we had a, we had a, yeah, Ryan Hamilton's parents drove their camper around with all our supplies and uh, food. And the one day it rained, so we had a super chill. Um, yeah, we rolled into this campsite. We had sort of predetermined where we were going to meet them. And we rolled into camp and they had all everything set up and tarp set up. And some food for us. So yeah, gravel grinding light. That was a pretty sweet way to go. <laughs> what was the distance of the first? It was 500. And in terms of the gnarliness level, because it's pretty, like I've done the, excuse me, I've done Brewer and I've done Paradise, not in the same day. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, the old route in in terms of elevation, was it about the same? Well, the original route, the tough, tough one, tough climb was the Wild Horse Pass and. The hike a bike out of the, the wigwam on the divide route, yeah. Yeah, and coming out of Corbin, like that was. But uh, that was beautiful down flathead. 
And then but the longest, driest stretch was coming up from Grasmere up through um, like TP and Gold Creek. There's just no water at all along that stretch. And really boring, dusty <laughs> just section of the route, but... Uh, it sounds like a lot of things in this area. <laughs> yeah. In Vermeer Way, too, right? It's like big, yeah. wide, dusty yeah. roads. But the new, white, the new Lost Elephant route is tremendous. Yeah, so you... But maybe we're jumping ahead. No, no, it, that's fine. So then um, what were some of the other evolutions of that that track? Yeah, so the next year was just some, yeah, I, mainly just some improvements on that first route. Like we didn't go up to Sparwood. Went through Fernie and up Cold Creek to get over to Corbin. That was a good change. And the route back from Cranbrook from Grassmere, that got tuned up a bit. Mm-hmm. It was a little better. It sounds like there's a lot of options in this area. Like, you know, just you could change it almost every year if you yeah. wanted to. Well, this year is a, a new route for the jump, for the Dumbo. Okay. And what's the change? Uh, we're gonna go yeah go south of Cranbrook instead of north like last year with the uh, jumbo route the Dumbo kind of broke off early and right um, yeah just made well, a we should maybe the whole thing describe the lost elephant and then get into the Jumbo and Dumbo yeah, that's, that gets yeah. a little confusing yeah I just I wanted to I you know I wanted to talk a little bit about the history of it yeah yeah <clears throat> and then uh, its evolution and then. Yeah, just describing the route to people, and uh, so the first, the first in twenty or twenty fifteen, you had six people total. Yeah, six people total. And how many people finished? Well, I know I rode with a Three. group of six people that finished. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they the, the original Grand Depart. Yeah. There was only six people. Right, and then three finishers. Right, and then the next year was it? Has it been building every year, pretty much? Well, the, the next year at the Grand Depart, I was the only one. And there was two Grand Departs, one in Fern. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, yeah and I think there was a couple Albertans and a couple from. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, total. A couple confusion. folks from Montana. Like Megan that Dunn showed up was, for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's <laughs> Megan Dunn started in Fern and. Uh, I forgot who else down from the States came up, but I think there was three or four from Fernie. Right. And, uh, and then just lonely old you at seven in the morning. Yeah. Downtown. Yeah, there's like the saddest <laughs> photo you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, the, you see the finish shots of yeah. someone. Yeah. yeah that's I think you start. Did you, fin- you fin- finished in the middle of the night, right? Last year or early, early in the morning, didn't you? At midnight. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You know, yeah, and it was just you, kind of. I remember seeing a picture. It was like, here I am, I'm finished. Yeah, it's a, that's funny looking. That'd be a funny start. <clears throat> no one cheering you on. Um, so how many how many signed up last year? It's, well, there's a lot of dots. Lot. Yeah. yeah. I want to say it was high 20s signed up. And probably mid-20s actually showed up. Oh, okay. But no, yeah. maybe even more. And how, how many people did the jumbo? It was only like you and yeah. Alex and... Um, and Rob Haynes. Rob yeah. Haynes. I tried to meet Rob. Yeah. I, I, the, the, I don't know what track leaders Rob was messing was up. I had a cooler full of food and drinks and stuff, and I couldn't catch him. Yeah, you, yeah. you guys yeah, were kind of... He was pretty insane. He was time. giving her. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think the Dumbo is... Like, adding the Dumbo to it 
opened it up like crazy. It opened up to a whole bunch of people that were super intimidated of the um, of the jumbo, which the year before was just the lost elephant. There was only one route. But then as soon as that Dumbo got added, so many people were just like, let's do this. And it, like, we had a bit of a party group. There was, not, there was nine of us that came in. I think we came in dead last, but we stuck together the entire time. That's awesome. And it was so fun. Um, like, yeah, it was just good. So that, it opened up to a lot of new people that would probably, if it was just the Jumbo again, it wouldn't have jumped in. <laughs> and I think... It was a distance and difficulty that people could fit it into a weekend. Yeah, the logistics are easier, right? Yeah. So what was it, 300, 350? 287. Oh, so yeah. just under 300? Yeah. And it doesn't have, it didn't have Brewer or Paradise in it. So That's the most intimidating part, actually. Yeah. Like, cause, like have I said, you done I've, that, Steve? I've, you... I've done them yeah. individually. Um, but when I do Brewer, I do it the other way because it's way more fun, <laughs> right? Because I think there's a bit more. it's a bit more rideable the other way. I think because when I get the trailhead and they start climbing and then you hit that crazy hike, right? At that trench. If you're going up that panorama downhill run, that, like there's. Uh, oh yeah, there's that. If you're if you're doing it in reverse, <laughs> yeah, you climb basically climb pano and then you there's a bit of a hike. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you you head over to Goldie Lake and yeah, it's all right. Yeah, but the other way, uh, just the the hike bikes. Pretty, like, yeah, there's some drag in your bike. Yeah, for sure. and it's not. <laughs> it's steep. The drag of bike. It's not hike of bike. We've all oh, that trip has been downgraded. To oh, the trip across the slides. Yeah. yeah, I'd be a good nighttime move. Well, you know what I noticed because again, I'm just starting to look at researching that to do it this summer, and and I, I noticed most who did the jumbo they they stopped kind of just just up from the trailhead, right? Get some sleep, and you guys slept a lot. Like you're getting five or six hours of sleep, right? Yeah. And then kind of t- tackling that in the day, which I think yeah. is pretty smart. Yeah, that would be. Can you imagine going doing those slides at night? No. Well, I can, but I like I don't. Be insane. I don't think they're you, super. I don't know if you could see across that that slide where you're. Like I think you. Yeah, with like a little headlight. <laughs> where you're desperate for your yeah. rigid bike shoes to get gain some purchase oh, in the screen. <laughs> And there's not even a trail. No, that's what it's I mean. just a like slope. It, like you can sort of see <laughs> a faint line going across. I remember talking to Alex Cohen, and yeah. he said he hiked up about 100 meters above because he saw a place where he could get across. I think a bit more safely. Well, him and I were together for some of that, and then yeah, but yeah. Anyway, that's that's early. So it's good to offer the the Dumbo for sure. Yeah, and the Dumbo's no slopes though. No. It's got that horrendous bushwhack. It's not long, but like Chris Nakahara got like hella lost in there. Oh. <laughs> and like you, like it's literally you're just walking. Alders or? Alders like taller than you. And you just sort of got to trust the map to get through it. And <coughs> like lots of people have gotten really turned around in there. And it's sort of the Barkley of yeah. <laughs> bikepacking there. Well, the. Not last year, the year before. You're the only one that didn't cheat. You're the, yeah. one, you're the one that finished without cheating. What, what's a cheat? Who cheated? Not doing sections. <laughs> like the full one. It's like, like taking the bus. <laughs> yeah, I'll pass on that one. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> when I ran into I, I sliced a tire, so I just got back into Invermere. And then got back up to Pano and met with them. 
they're all hanging their heads in sorrow at um, some bar at the ski hill. <laughs> Everyone's like, so we're not doing paradise. All right, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, like a lot of, like, I don't know, three or four did paradise, but our whole group didn't. There was like five or six people that were coming and going, sort of mixing with the group. I think that's one of the things that's been interesting about this one compared to other races is there's a bit of a weird social aspect of this one. It's because we're in the Kootenays. I guess so. <laughs> the Kootenays. Like, even last year, it got a little, like, you guys did your own thing, but you and your riding partner stuck together the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 I like that. I mean, I like to have fun while killing myself on my bicycle. Yeah. As opposed to just killing myself on my bicycle. And so like, the social aspect of it's been, I think, yeah, been mm-hmm. a, a good reason why I do it, why I do it, team up with someone and, and it's like it's it's I think the casual nature of it's nice because yeah you're not putting huge expectations on yourself right. some will yeah right? like Rob like he wants oh, yeah, to do it course, the way yeah. he wants to do it and he wants, oh. he has a strategy and he you know yeah where like Rob and Eric right they were out there by themselves most of the time yeah. oh yeah I yeah, watched you you yeah. guys were yeah pretty much and so so there will always be those guys that are killing it and like like Ryan did the demo in one shot and he finished it in like. 16 hours. Yeah, 16 or 17 hours. Wow. And so he was obviously on his own. Like, so there was a whole bunch, there's a whole pile of guys that did it in under 24 hours that did it on their own. Right. But there was also a whole pile of people doing it. And that's okay. Either with partners or with a huge group. And that's fine, I think. Just, yeah. just if you're going to, especially, you know, that's a pretty gnarly route, right? That, that north section. And mm. if you want to do it with someone, yeah. That's, Completely understandable, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've never, uh, yeah, I've never ridden it by myself. I was always with at least one other person. But uh, it's, yeah, it's gnarly train, and you don't want to get you can you can get hurt for sure. So yeah. you want to you want to navigate that carefully. I would say, yeah, yeah. It's not a gravel flat. It's not a flat. It's not a gravel. Right? <laughs> yeah, not a gravel grinder. No, so like, can I bring my forty-two mil? Is that cool? Take my no. Yeah, you're. That's a full-on mountain adventure. Well, no. Frank brought out his. Fargo, I think he brought a drop drop bar bike. Well, Chris Ferguson did it on drop bar. And yeah, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I would think I would probably. Ex- I don't know if he would do it again on that choice of. Or what well, did he do last year? last year? It's mostly that downhill panorama that would. Yeah. Chris That'd Ferguson be- also did it the first year and yeah. broke his cross bike in half. <laughs> 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 that was a rumor. No one actually seen it. But yeah, no, yeah, he had a picture there. Yeah, he snapped. Oh, he I saw one. Yeah, yeah, up at White White Swan. He had some bailing wire and some duct tape, but that was not a sufficient <laughs> frame. Maybe well. I almost think I'd want to drop the this the seat pack and go with the backpack and a dropper. Yeah, a dropper wouldn't be a bad idea on it. It's, I don't think it's necessary. Though. No, no. Coming down into Pano, that's pretty steep. You know, yeah, there's some steep, yeah. Those quad trail sections, there's lots of steep. There's, there's no, one just, the one that I found steep was into Fairmont. Yeah, that, one's, that one was yeah. caught me off guard. It was just for no reason they threw in a couple of really mean climbs right before Fairmont. <laughs> yeah. Where you're looking at your map, you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. And it's like, no, just kidding. <laughs> Surprise. So uh, what's going on this year? Andrew, <laughs> are you the, so are you kind of the main course designer for this? 
I've uh, worked a lot, yeah, on the courses like like the jumbo with James. We uh, we both had a big hand in that, and uh, then you guys decided to run the Dumbo. Yeah, I don't know where that just, idea came. Yeah, which was just you know the same route, just cleaving it off there at Canal Flats, and uh, yeah, and then this year um, we've redesigned the Dumbo to go south of Cranbrook through the through the um, Yak and Moy River drainages and tackle some stuff here south of Cranbrook. So it'll be, it'll be different. It'll be a little more a little more West Kootenayan style down in that neck of the woods. Um, yeah, a bit more rainforesty. Yeah, that's of, right. Yeah, yeah, that the whole zone sort of south of TP and into Yak. Yeah, I think it's going to be harder overall than this the last year's Dumbo because it's going to be about three hundred twenty k and substantial bit, quite a substantial bit more more climbing and probably harder climbing. I think we've preserved a uh, hike and bike section. There's a pass over the headwaters of Gold Creek that I've never been over, and I don't know anyone's been over it, so we got to go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, <laughs> I think yeah, uh, Google Earth tells me that there's a old logging road that turns into a quad trail. It takes you to a ridge top and then it'll be a downhill uh, thrash through the bush to pick up another pick up another logging road. Which yes. is like, which is really to me like this is part of the cool yeah, yeah. the cool uh, really cool nature of the cycling around here is all these valleys you can ride to the end of them and then there might be a major forest service road going over the mountain pass. It might turn into some gnarly quad trail that takes you up and over, or there might be nothing, but it's only a couple kilometers. And so how bad could it really be? And, uh, <laughs> I guess we're going to find out. And you carry your bike over it. Yeah. 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 You don't follow Andrew lightly when he says, how bad can it really be? Oh, it's just, it's just, uh, just yeah. up over here. Yeah. <laughs> just, just around here, about another 200 kilometers. Uh, what was the motivation to changing the, the Dumbo? I, I wasn't, wasn't going to ride it this year unless the route was different. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't was... like the, the first one? No, it was all good. Just keep it fresh. Keep it, mm. uh, keep changing it up. I think like Tony was saying earlier, uh, it was Brad's vision that the, the, uh, the course would change every year. So. Oh, so that was part of the vision then? Yeah. Oh, I think that's a great idea. I think so too. I think it's, it's tough though because like, there's guys who have, like, the, the time record. Like, Rob just sent something pretty amazing. Eric did something amazing with the single speed. What was the guy from Fernie? Surge? Surge, yeah. That Surge time was bonkers. So I think, like, we're going to be, re- or sorry, I'm going to be redoing the website in, like, next week. And um, so I want to sort of celebrate those people. Because if it's if it's the same route, like, it's a BC epic. It's the same route every year. That's great because you can really... Okay, I'm gonna go beat that guy's time. Where this one's sort of cool because if we change it, those times are sort of immortal. Like you can't you can't go beat that guy's time. That guy just did an amazing ride. Let's celebrate that, that whoever the human is that did that. So I'm off. I think it's cool to change it. I think too. There's an element of um, you know people say this with the tour divide. Like for for someone to finish that under 14 days. You know, the snow <clears throat> the snowpack has to be just so. Mm-hmm. The weather has to be just so. Yeah. You know, there's no rain down south. You know, stuff like that to make to pull it off. So really even even a, the BC Epic would change every year based yeah. on snowpack or weather or temperature. Yeah. So some guy who like me, I, I do better in the cold 
than the hot, whereas some guy just loves it when it's 40 degrees and dusty. So it's just, uh, it could change all the time. It's changing all the time anyway. So yeah. why not throw a new root yeah. in there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's cool. And you can even rotate them. Just, you can bring them back. Yeah. Right? It's like, you know, every every you know handful of years or whatever, it's like, okay, it's going to be the original Jumbo or Dumbo. And, and then, oh, here's the record time on that. And Eric's single speed you yeah. know, time. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think it'd be our... With the jumbo, it's such a interesting route. Yeah. To and uh, there's, I think, uh, need for more people to experience that that route before it changes. Because I, yeah, I think that's a thing. I think, it's, it, I think yeah. it's going to be a hard route to match in terms of the length and difficulty, but still the ability to finish it. I think that's that's a fair thing because you know, like, right, like like so few people have actually finished the jumbo that it needs to. I, I think that's a good reason for it to stay yeah. in the jumbo because, yeah, unless like unless some years like twenty five people finish it, which I don't think will ever happen because I don't think twenty five people will start it. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. I don't know the way these things are growing. Yeah, that's true. Like it's true. pretty bananas. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what was it? The AR went from what sixteen to thirty to seventy to yeah. The BC Epic was the same. It started yeah. about the, you know a dozen, and then so I think it's all growing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and that's a great thing about the jumbo. It's yeah, like here's an intro, you know, to get your feet wet, and then you can go and do something a bit gnarlier. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the yeah selling feature of the route too is. It's more than just a gravel bike ride, right? It's got yeah. all elements of cycling. Um, well, and it, it's and and mountain adventure associated with it, right? Yeah, and, and when you hit certain parts of the route, like some are some would be fine during the day, and just like doing some of the, doing the traverse on Brewers Pass at night would be unless what you, unless you had a full oh, full moon. <laughs> so up at the lake yeah so that'd be amazing yeah where, where did you sleep that night did you sleep in that meadow right before it got punchy right before no right lake? right at the bottom of the, at the like, trailhead yeah no even at the bottom like right at the creek like, oh okay like, way at the bottom right 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 but where yeah. you cross the bridge to go over like basically yeah yeah there. exactly yeah yeah, yeah where the road ends kind yeah. of thing yeah that was my yeah my early early night stop and then and then the rest of the the other the le- the other nights were like right until 11 or or so and then camping yeah how much how much sleep are you getting probably four or five hours yeah so probably, probably too much sleep to to set a record or <laughs> well, I don't know. but but still finishing like it, it's I think finishing in two and a half, like a Saturday, Sunday, and then finishing on a Monday um, is, uh, like a, I'd love to see somebody do it, like finish on a Sunday. Right. Like I joked in the like last podcast, <laughs> and, oh, well, you know, I'll take the weekend off and then, you know, maybe I had some buffer days. I was just, I was being a jackass. <laughs> but I was thinking, yeah, I think, you know, Alex did it, what, three and a half or something? Yeah, and on Tuesday morning, I think he yeah. came in. Yeah. 
When did the And then mm-hmm. Rob came in Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I came in Monday. Monday the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I went down to see you and see you Rob. Rob was there. Yeah. <laughs> was he? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? We need a female to do that route. Has, Not only do more men need no. to complete it, but uh, yeah, that's it'd be right. great no to see a female do Oh, women can totally do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was like three girl ladies on the um, on the Dumbo that could have done it last year. Maybe they'll do it this year. I'm talking well, to you, Katie and Tara. Megan. <laughs> yeah, so is she is she signed up this year? I don't know. I'm signed up yet because no. I have been sleeping on the website. Yeah, better. <laughs> Don't worry, he's Eric's always on me on my case for So, do you guys do the spot? The China yeah, it worked system? well. Like we just yeah embedded the um, map on the site, or obviously just go to track leaders. But yeah, I think it's huge. There's a big contingent of guys out here that don't do it, which is cool too. Because they're like, no, I don't want I don't want people to know where I am, type thing. Oh, and conspiracy so, theorist. Yeah, no, no, no. Flat well, they don't want to pay the twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's that's fine. I mean, really, that's just the spectator sport, exactly, event, right? Is so yeah. people can can watch you. Yeah, but you know, you start at seven, you end when you mm-hmm. end, and as long as there's someone there to take your picture to prove it, <laughs> can someone take my picture? There's no one around. It's two in the morning. Hey, drunk, come here, take yeah. my picture. Here's my email address. <laughs> oh, what else I was going to ask about that. Uh, so what's the what's it like between here and say Hawk Road? Like is that just pretty much open open gravel? So you leaves Cranbrook, goes to Kimberley, and then it starts heading north. Yeah, and that was actually a really, that was a really fun section to explore because mm-hmm. I hadn't done much riding there, and I call that sort of the foothills of the Southern Purcells. And uh, yeah, it was neat to go check that out. We linked together some again some logging roads. Some of the different drainages there, Lost Dog and Tug Creek and stuff. The Lost Dog area is where that big bush whack. Yeah, so we have a full on, there's a full on portage through in some really nasty alder to link saw, a couple Alex of, put a picture of that up. Link yeah. a couple of landings. There's a really steep hike a bike for several hundred meters up this Chundery Quad Trail to get up to another landing. Yeah, that's the, the gatekeeper of the route. <laughs> yeah, and then if you've never like if you're from if you've never ridden through the Lavington, like linking oh, uh, kind of the Skookumchuck Forest Service mm-hmm. Road into the Lavington, that was a real bonus because yeah. uh, again, kind of the road ends, and you pick up some random quad trail, and all of a sudden yeah. you're on this really fun descent and going through these through a wetland area. The section I really loved was that first sort of major long climb, that first extended climb down into that quad trail. And then once you get out to Finley Creek there. So from that bottom of that first extended climb to Finley Creek, I thought that was just like such a great route. And then, bonus, before you get to do Brewer and before you get to do Paradise, you get softened up on the climb out of uh, Whitetail Lake in the Brewer. Oh, yeah, that's a great actually one. was like a, yeah. Yeah. And that like a little 600 meter ascent to uh, yeah, warm yourself up for the difficulties that lay ahead. <laughs> It's just going to get worse. Whitetail, it's a nice area in there. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Awesome. What else? Do you want to talk more? Yeah. It's, yeah, a, it's sure a story too, like where you think you're almost done when you get to, uh, when you descend the last pass, coming down Wild Horse, 
Yeah. And you think you're almost there, and like Cranbrook's in the, like in pretty much like a couple hours, or you, you think you're pretty close. Yeah. But you realize you're another 80 kilometers away. <laughs> and usually that was, I found myself like usually, like you're there at five o'clock, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll be home for whatever, nine o'clock. For dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, you've got your... Can you uh, speak to the Pickering Hills? Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a few little tangents that take you uh, farther away from Cranbrook. And then you sort of finally pop out at Mordner. And then you really think you're close. And then you realize it's still 40 kilometers. And especially on a single speed. I was going to ask you, are you happy with your ratios? I was happy, but I'm going to try a different one. You think you're going to go lower or higher? Uh, higher. Ah, don't, t- don't tell anybody what it's going to be. No, because no, where I push ranges. my bike, I push my bike, regardless gear. That's third gear. Yeah. <laughs> Sit, stand, walk. Because <laughs> there's no blow, blowing up those sections. I, I'm thinking, of, it, I'm thinking of, of doing it single speed. Yeah. But it's well, tough. if you have a yeah. single speed, I recommend doing it. Yeah, I mean, if people don't ride single speed, they won't really understand that. It, I don't know. It's not really that. It's not really that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like climbing's can be tough, right? But you just ride differently. You just because actually the 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 first time I finished or the the first time I did it, I, I did it on a, a geared bike, and then the next year did on a single speed and my time was probably identical yeah. to like there is a little different in sleep pattern but uh the the finish time was almost the same and there was a little bit of a route change like with the fairmont area like where we rode on the road rather than oh, three right, because it's closed for the fires right yeah yeah oh and that could be a challenge this year i keep talking about it i'm so Nervous about this year, man. It's this, so the last year even it was close again. The last both both yeah. the last two years it was hitting like hitting this. Yeah, as long as you yeah. get your stuff done before August. It, yeah. That um that section you say through the alders, is that something you would go and maintain or you just leave it as is? Because it's gonna be worse this year <laughs> than last year, right? Um, <laughs> if anyone can see if anyone can see Andrew's face, he's like, I don't give an F. I don't know. Yeah, about, it's about suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, it's yeah, it's only twenty minutes, but it's yeah, it's enough. Fun. It's enough time that you start second guessing yourself and doubting yourself. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's four hundred meters. Actually, that's all. Yeah. Just four hundred meters. Yeah. But it's like it's yeah. enough that you're just like, is this right? Because you're in the jungle, right? Yeah, you are. And both years, luckily, I, I got there and there was people around, and I was like, yes. <laughs> as long as there's people around when you get to that point. Your goals. <laughs> you might want to take your bar ends off too. Yeah. Both times I've gone <laughs> so through there, there's the alders. <laughs> you sort of, I've done it three or four times, and you always come out at a different spot. Oh yeah, and you always take a different route. Like yeah, some people go up the hill, some people go downhill, like go down and up, and some people go up and down. So you're and trying you to come out to the same this landing. It's like oh, I don't know how I did that, but it worked. So you're trying to stay on the line, but you just have to basically take the. The, the path of least resistance. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. 
Yes, that's funny. Jones yeah. would be good for that. He'd be like a like a hull of a boat. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So as, what other? As long as you can hear other people, you'll hear people like yeah. 100 meters away. Hey, you know where you're going? <laughs> just look at your bearing. Just yeah. keep using the bearing. Yeah. So share a story. You haven't said much. Say say something, Tony. Tell me a story about doing the gravel grinder or doing the lost elephant. Yeah, I only, I only did it the, the first year, and so that was that was it. Was it? Yeah, was I think it really? maybe maybe this year though. You gonna you gonna do it? Yeah, thinking about it, I just always had other bigger different plans every year, and never got back to it. But it's hard yeah, to find. I remember the first year, me and we ended up in the pub there in Fernie. Yeah, I said screw it. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was like where I was pouring pour rain, like oh, downpour, yeah. just totally demoralizing. <laughs> it's either head into the flathead where there's no turning back, or the the pub in Fernie. <laughs> That's what's great. There's no entry fee. It's like whatever. You get to have a few drinks. Not Sometimes you have to make a smart decision. To bail? Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. safe. Well, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of remote country, right? So that's where there's yeah, that's where where there's no yeah. There's no we help. run into that year that was sleeping under a tarp and in that pouring rain like that. I don't know if he ever. Yeah, just I don't know totally if he ever po- he ever survived. Totally <laughs> pouring rain. He's just soaked down to the. That was a tough. That morning was tough. The um, not last year, but the year before, so twenty seventeen, I guess. Ryan Hamilton and I slept at the top of Wild Horse Pass. It was 36 degrees down in the valley, and our water bottles froze overnight. That was that was the thing that really stuck stood out to me. It's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't sleep so high next time. <laughs> it was crazy, like just shivering all night when hours before it was 36 degrees. It was just like insane now. And that's like end of July. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the mountains, man. You yeah, know, yeah. You like, have to be prepared for everything. Yeah. And I think that would be, that would be, I think the lost elephant would be a route that you want to maybe pack your fears a little bit. A little bit. A little bit, you know. Food, food's easy to come by on it. Yeah. I was going to ask, so are we supplies yeah. pretty good? Yeah. Especially with so. the trail ferry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be riding it this year, hopefully, so I won't be there to, is that cheating? No. It's not cheating, right? No, no it's as long as you're offering it to everyone. Well, I didn't offer it to everyone. I wasn't there like all day. (laughs) You offered it to everyone. Like I I drove all over trying to find Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Burned gas. Dude, where are you? I have a banana. I'll give you a banana. I don't think it's cheating. I think I think if there's someone standing there, will and as long as a cyclist came by and you offered to them, then it's not cheating. But if it's like, no, I'm only offering it to John because John's my favorite. And when Harold and Susie come by, I'm gonna. Flip them the bird. Screw you guys. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then, that, that, then it's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. You got to offer to Harold, Susie, and John. Right. Yeah. Well, sorry, Rob. I missed yeah. you. <laughs> we missed you, Banana. I don't know. Tell me more. More stories. What's another story? Well, tell them about the, your, tie, your tire splitting story. Yeah. Uh, I was on a borrowed Krampus and just loving it. It was the most fun bike for that kind of riding. And so... I had just said to someone, you know what's fun about this bike? And these kind of 
because this is also my first time ever doing an, like an adventure ride or a bike packing race or whatever. So on these big open roads, you can just let it loose. And so I was just go. I was going fast. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I heard this instant just, <laughs> like, all air gone. <laughs> but I was like, what was that weird sound? And then, crack, 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 the rim, of course. Oh, no. Like, oh, that was what that sound was. And it was right on the riding surface, so not sidewall, and about two and a half inches long. And you were there, Andrew, because you were part of that very social, it was a great social group. It was about six of us that were sticking together. And so we got out this needle and thread. Andrew had a piece of plastic, like a piece of, I don't even know what it was, maybe milk jug, and a tire boot. And we would put everything into that. And it was right on the riding surface. So I lived, I just, it was, um, what is that? Out of, so it was out of Dutch Creek. There's a big climb and then a super blazing descent. And then the next thing you do is Brewer. That's, yeah. And bottom so Brewer, yeah. at the bottom of Brewer Creek, I had to turn into Invermere. And it was the worst because I got into Invermere and it was, it was a Sunday. So I was shocked that anything was open. And this is where... Dirty cheating turned into extra dirty cheating. Because <laughs> try and find a 29 plus tire in Invermere. Yeah, no. First of all. So that didn't work. So what did I do? I phoned my wife in Cranford. She, she must have gone to Grist, which was the bike shop at the time, and got it from him. Like, like, I don't know how she even got it. She might, Yeah, Casey must have gone and opened the shop and given her a tire. Because I paid him for it later, so I'm sure it came from him. <laughs> um, and drove it up to Invermere. So here I was, like, I got yeah. into Invermere at, like, 8 in the morning. Yeah. And then I was, like, watching these guys go over Brewer on track leaders. Because my goal was to not cheat super bad. So I wanted to ride from Invermere and meet them at Panorama. And yeah, it's a, it's a big climb. Yeah, it's a big still. climb. And, but they were, like, slow, slow, obviously slow over Brewer. And then all of a sudden... As I'm getting the tire changed, that's when they crest Brewer. So they were like top of Brewer to Panorama. Oh, yeah. Like that. Like, like seconds. minutes or, yeah. And so I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So I got my wife to drive me up to Panorama. Not, and then I met them in the in their, um, in their bar with their heads hung low. <laughs> you're you're feeling it, Andrew? Well, yeah, there was a lot yeah. of carnage that yeah. day. Like, because uh, we, uh, we, we camped on Dutch was, Creek. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so we started out that morning. First of all, James was on a single speed. He blew up. Oh, that's right. I and it was Nathan's tire. And then so, uh, Ferg, he tore the shoe off, the sole off his bike shoe. Oh, somewhere wow. on Brewer Creek and had to bail and head down. And then I ended up linking up with Jason and Ryan and uh, doing the Hopeful Creek descent down to Panorama. And then we all needed some sustenance at that point and I think it was this, the T-Bar and Grill yeah, was that T-Bar yeah, yeah. yeah great spot <laughs> a couple of pints later and the poutine were like uh, <laughs> it's getting late in the day let's go <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know in the yeah in the department I, I had a like a, I had a cooler full of beer and all my camping stuff stashed at a friend's place on the Toby benches nice because I was going to do more we cheers. were going to do more Paradise and, and then swing through there it was it's almost on the route just like it was like, uh, it was 3 p.m. or something it's like really are we gonna 
ride up Paradise Mine right now, or are we gonna? Just go, yeah, just go, just go, cook and keep drinking beer, just sleep. So it was an yeah. easy decision. Yeah. It was, yeah. And so, anyways, I did yeah. Brewers oh, that's Paradise, right. that was funny. and I came down, and I saw six cyclists biking up the road, just um, total wrong just direction. before Fairmont. Was no, like, no, not or, or, or sorry, Tommy, Tommy before, there, yeah. yeah, and uh, I was like, "Wow, wait a minute, I recognize all those guys." <laughs> and yeah, it was Andrew and crew coming up the road um, to camp at his friend's house. To <laughs> <laughs> camp, hey, a bunch of cheaters. Oh yeah, yeah. like just blatantly cheating. cheating. It's, it's not cheating if you full on claim it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, you right? claim it. It's not cheating. Yeah, yeah. it's like. I don't think any one of us claimed like, yeah, I got fourth place in the race because no, we all scratched. Well, there's people right. saying, oh, I did uh, Brewers Pass, and then, but it wasn't going to do Paradise, right? And then they, yeah, cut well, out there just ripped down. The we, we assigned we assigned yeah. demerits on that one. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a nice feature of the route too. Is actually you can <laughs> you can demerit. You can, well, yeah, you can. I mean, like for the interest of safety and your own enjoyments of the event, you can lop off. Yeah, sections. Yeah, well, paradise is a perfect. Yeah, example. to keep that's it in your. Like, keep oh it yeah, for yeah. sure. It's only ten kilometers. Is it ten k yeah. up and up. Uh, just up? Yeah, yeah. it's quite a it's quite a, <laughs> it's quite a roll out, right? Like it's at least what twenty five k out. Yeah. Except for like some of the avalanche. Um, there's you yeah, there there was some slides last year. So like once you Was it done. debris on the road or through Oh yeah. Out? Okay. Yeah. But uh Oh yeah, there are a couple sections yeah. that are always yeah, they're always kind of uh but after what you've been through, they seem pretty, yeah, pretty small, <laughs> pretty tame. Yeah, as long yeah. as it's not sliding when you're up there. What about you, Andrew? Stories. Yeah, I told my story. That's it. Yeah. No stories. Yeah, cheating. That's, that's all you got. Tears, full of air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was the way to do it because he he organized a pretty sweet setup. He had a friend there, and we sent out. Someone, was it you or Ryan, drove out with all, we could just send whatever we wanted. So, clean set of shorts, oh, nice. a full box of Oreos, as many beers as you want, restock of beef jerky, coffees. Like uh, it's just what it's about, right? Oh, yeah. It's just about going out and having fun. Oh, if, yeah. if you want to be serious and follow the line and get to the end, that's cool no, too. And that's exactly that's fun doing too. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fun. the thing. Yeah. Like we all like that year, Eric was the only one that finished without any demerits. <laughs> and, and like everyone, like oh, Eric, because yeah, it was like wow, like you did it, good for you, that's amazing. Yeah. we are all out there seeing. Well, so there's more and more people yeah. finishing it. Like oh, yeah. first year one, last yeah. year three. This year it's going to be a big year. What four? Yeah, yeah you're finishing a five. <laughs> I, I asked earlier because I don't think I will be able to do it on the day if I could uh, itt it from Invermere? from Invermere. Oh yeah, for sure. Is that cheating? No, not at all. Okay. Well, Ferg does it from Kimberly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had people people yeah, start Fernie. 
It's not really wherever. Yeah. It actually might be worse, worse to do anything. When, when are you thinking of Then you finish it? with all the difficulties. Right. right? Yeah. But it'll, I'll be close to home. So I'll just be like, oh, I'm just home. <laughs> when? That's true. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. It's just I, family. We're, my family's flying to PEI on the Grand Park Day, so I have to do it early, too. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, well, let I me know. I'm just going to do the Dumbo. Oh, the Dumbo? Yeah. yeah I really want to do the Jumbo. I really yeah. try to do the whole thing. And, and that's why we keep the route the same. Yeah. I, that's a good point there. Right. Think, yeah. Well, I don't know if I want to. I, I want to. I'm no, scared. you need to. Yeah. You should be scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm not scared. I've ridden them just not all like that consecutively like that. Oh, God. Yeah. My buddy and I went up. It wasn't last year. It was last year. Paradise. Kind of early season. And it was, uh, I can't remember the, the guy who has the tenure up there. I'm sorry. I can't remember anybody's names. But um, it was like a, he had plowed out the road to the hut. And it was, I don't know, it was like eight or eight or nine feet of snow wall. Oh, oh nice. Went through. It was like maybe like <laughs> 10 feet wide. It was crazy the amount of snow he plowed up. And we just stayed at the hut. It was quite nice. But to do that, like to do Brewer and then do that, yeah, that's, that's a big day, man. Yeah, back to oh, back. Yeah, yeah, back to back. <sighs> What's the climb up like from Pano up? Uh, the 10K climb, is, is it climbable? Or did you walk that whole thing on a single speed? I walked a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can ride it. Well, you can ride it or walk it at the same speed. Yeah. So it's a super fun <laughs> down, that's for sure. <laughs> it's worth the ride up. But so, I like going up. So. Yeah, I don't mind climbing. Yeah, yeah you got to earn your turns, right? Yeah. So um, we can wrap this up. I think there's some good info there. Do you uh, want to tell everyone where you can be found? Are you a social networking guy? Are you? Hmm. You are? Andrew, where can you be found? Yeah, Facebook, I guess. Yeah, put me down there. You got an Instagram guy? Yeah. your street address. Yeah, I got some yeah, street, street address. address. Where are we? are at time. <laughs> a combination of the garage, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where my bikes are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, there you go. Well, yeah, yeah, so we'll be online here shortly, I think, with the root yeah. and stuff. And um, yeah. yeah, organizing some reconnaissance rides because I think there's a few there's a little bit of research that still needs to be done on the Dumbo anyways for this year mm-hmm. yeah the Lost Elephants website I'm out of town for the next like six days or something but after that I'm going to go hard so hopefully next weekend hopefully by the time this podcast out the Dumbo or sorry the I'm Lost sure it will be I've got a few yeah, in the exactly the so the Lost Elephant will, website will be up so I think it's lostelephant.ca you think I, yeah I don't actually know <laughs> And then where can you be found, Nathan? Well, Nathan Siemens is, or sorry, at, at N Siemens is my Instagram, but it's private, so you guys can all go kick sand. Can we talk at length about this private Instagram thing? Come yeah. on, man. I've got a wonderful family that doesn't I understand. care to be Okay, seen. yeah, that's all I have to say. I totally understand <laughs> yeah. that. Actually, I purposely, I don't put a lot of pictures of my kids yeah. online for that reason. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't we, if I don't know you, I don't want you to see my yeah. photos. We don't have to talk about those. Just, every time yeah. I every time I go to Instagram and I yeah. get a private one, I'm like, oh, come on, man. I'm not going to follow you then. You know, yeah. Good, because we don't want you. Yeah. Eric Ross. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get photos, post some photos of the route. Um, yeah. I think there's some more photos of the route actually would be a good selling feature because there's some stunning scenery out there yeah. Yeah. in the high mountains. I think that was a good selling point for... Um, I think it's funny that some of the best photos are of you guys pushing your bikes across Brewer Pass. <laughs> across those uh, 
The slide pads? Yeah. Well, actually, no, there's the riding ones, like that one Jason without a helmet on. Can I suggest uh, you start a, a Lost Elf on Instagram account? That's you can, not... but we don't we don't have a um, we don't have a deep deep um, library of photos. That's oh, I the see. issue. Um, so if I could suggest all past and present lost elephant riders to send me their photos, then yeah, I would love I wouldn't mind populating one for sure. That's an awesome idea. Yeah. So those of you who have done the lost elephant, so where should they email their photos? They should Contact me on the Lost Elephant Facebook page. That's the best way to contact okay. me. And then I'll give you my private email address. And he's very, very responsive yeah. as well. So if you reach out, you'll get a response. So i got to keep my response rate. <laughs> yeah, you got to yeah. keep it up. Yeah. You just get booted off. Except for Steve keeps sending me messages. I have to respond to right away so it sound, looks like I'm good. Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming down. Where am I going? Um, but yeah, no, I, I would love to do that. Actually, I was thinking about that because... I remember when the BC Epic was looking for like info on Great Creek Pass and stuff like that. I was posting photos of my rides a lot and sending them to BC Epic because a lot, a couple of our areas share a route. Right. And so I was like sharing them as Lost Elephant stuff on our Facebook more. I think our Lost Elephant Facebook is our best um, way of contacting us and keeping up to date. That's where we would change, um, put up any changes. Because I have a feeling, or maybe not, but that if the Dumbo route does change, then it will announce it on Facebook and obviously change it on the website. Right, so follow yeah. the Facebook. Just because it'll be, if it is, it's all these minor changes. Good. Eric, where can you be found? Instagram at Epic Ross E. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> and then on Facebook, Eric Cross. <laughs> we're we're all I, very social media. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if you, you go into Facebook and Eric Cross, you'll find me. It's funny because, yeah, as much as I want to get off social networking, you almost have to be on it to to learn about. Yeah, it's it's a great thing for learning Facebook. the learning this stuff, right? Like, yeah. and. I don't know. I, I pretty it's much every, every time you've had it. Awesome. Yeah, as, as soon as you put up one of the podcasts, I looked up the people because I don't, I don't, uh, I can't even remember her name now. Um, Katrina? Go, Katrina yeah. Rosa. Yeah, yeah so I just started following her and I just started following Megan. I, was, I don't know these people, but yeah. it's cool because there's lots of great stuff. And one of them responded to me. And followed me, and I accepted because <laughs> I don't know them personally, but I know they're not some creep. They're not some psycho. So you can see my account. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so. Tony, where can you be found? Yeah, I'm really not to be found. In okay. This. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Yeah, I just was here for the first year, and, and uh, glad to see someone took it, took it by the reins. I, can you... Sp- to Brad Fuller's story at all, or is that <laughs> in regards to this? Or yeah, just like because yeah, I would, like I, yeah. I guess like the orig- like originally it was. I just remember it was over the winter and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we had printed off a bunch of posters and made a Facebook page and put the the route on Cal Topo and uh, yeah, and then yeah, Brad. Sort of, 
he he was he got in a ski accident and uh, and died. So so he sort of just picked it up and and uh, and kept it going. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris inherited his Fargo. Oh yeah, Chris. And, uh, uh, Chris uh, right yeah, yeah, and rode it um, over the the Dumbo route last year. Yeah. Well, he rode it over the Jumbo route. Most of the Jumbo route the year before that too. Yeah, Brad, he had Brad, a couple demerits. I would say Brad was sort of like the original bike packer in the area in in the in Cranbrook, Kimberley. Because area. he and his girlfriend did um, the two divide route, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, and that's all he. That's all he. That was the, suddenly his thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. I find that really interesting because uh, when I started kind of getting into it, it has a hook. There's something about it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just the demographic of people it, it attracts, because it's it's or the, or the age of the. Because I find that you know, as I get a bit older, um, you just don't ride trail the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I don't ride trail like I used to ride trail. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think the distance thing it it's uh it's it's such a great journey to get out and do distance riding, and you learn yeah. so much on these on these journeys, <laughs> right? It's like backpacking, but fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I agree so hard with that. I've used this word a couple of times, but that sounds kind of recreational supremacy to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Well, it, it is. It's like because you can go for a hike and cover twelve kilometers in a day, and that to me, I would actually probably barf if I covered twelve kilometers hiking. But we could do like two hundred. You know, bike, bike, uh-huh. yeah. It's like one hundred and sixty. Sure, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so you see so much. You see, because um, the first time I really dug into it was two years ago on the Jumbo. And when I came back, I'm like, this is the type of biking that speaks to me the most. Because I rode bike, I mountain bike, I probably mountain bike the most I've been in because it's the most accessible. That bike. But this one, it just, it, just being out there churning away those kilometers and being in your head and just. It's just so good. I think for me, it's the solitude. I mean, Eric, you were commenting earlier about how you ride alone a lot. Yeah. And it's just like, you know. No like, headphones, nothing. Really? Nothing. <laughs> That's crazy. I could never do it. No, I can't be in my head. I can't. No, I always have headphones in. But yeah, yeah that's what I think was good for me was just that, that solitude, that alone time, that mm-hmm. time to think and process. And then, you know, I was talking to Ryan about, you know, have you ever done the tour divide? He asked me. He's like, no, I'd like to one day when life kind of calms down a little bit, but I'm afraid to do it in the sense that I think it'd be hard to come back from. You know what I mean? Because life, even just the BC Epic was whatever, four days of being in the woods. But I had found it really hard to come back. You can ask my wife that. It was really tough. It was like a Vietnam vet coming back from it. It was just like sitting in the chair and even though my ass was worn out, it's like I was just like sitting in the chair. Like, I just gotta man, I just wanna be in the woods again. I just it's hard. And I can imagine tour divide being out there for whatever, you know, twenty days or yeah. thirty days and then come back from that and it's just like boom, back to your job, your kids, social media, your bills, social media, social media yeah. Yeah, so that's what spoke to me anyway. The whole thing about that. That's great. So, yeah, you can't be... Yeah, where you just worry about your food, your, where you're going to camp. That's all your Food, water, shelter. Are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and just listening to podcasts. Great podcasts like this one. When you're riding bikes. <laughs> Dealing with absolute tiredness. Where you're just yeah, like, just like, am I even waking up yeah. to do this? Right? Yeah. I yeah, that is. You're, you're, Did you fall asleep on your bike? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hallucinate? No. I haven't gone long enough to do that. No. I, I, I heard, um, I was listening to a podcast with, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they were, it was Matthew Walker. He's a sleep scientist. And they were talking, he was talking in depth about sleep deprivation. And it's super dangerous. Like, it's super unhealthy. So, to, like, to go out and do two hours a night of sleep, it's actually really, really not good for you. But it's so fun, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, I full full ten to six hours of sleep. Well, I look forward to the podcast with uh, the winner of the epic. Oh yeah, do you got him lined up? Yeah, Evan. Yeah. Evan, Evan. We talked last week. Oh, yeah. nice. He's a, uh, he's a cool guy. Yeah, that one. Wow, it just didn't make sense. I think that he slept does, for three hours or something. I think, I can't yeah, three hours. Three hours. Fruit Valley. Yeah, or in Beaver Valley. During the whole thing? Three yeah. Hours. Yeah. It's like, it did not make sense. Two days, two days, 20 hours. Well, he did. 30. He did win the Trans Am the previous year. Yeah. 17 days broke my concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should listen to that podcast, man. If, if you get a chance, he's a, uh, that was really interesting to listen to. And it, it's like, you know, we talk a little bit about, you know, Mike Hall's death, um, Eric Fishbein's death. A little bit just how it affects you know it affects the community like i was just getting into bike packing when my call died and it affected me i didn't know the guy right yeah. but i i knew what he he was a bit iconic and he represented yeah. kind of everything that maybe we we Everybody did in bike packing yeah like he was like, like, he was like the superhero of yeah. yeah and and you know apparently again i'm just the nicest guy super and a lot of these guys like we were, i was talking a little bit with uh Ryan tonight, just uh, like Josh Caddo and Evan Deutsch and, and these guys who went, you, man. Jay like Perry. Eric. Yeah, and Jay. And, and they're just they're just guys who like to ride bikes, right? And, and I think their their passion fuels them past those those points of sleep deprivation and hallucinations. I think they're just <laughs> so passionate and they're just like, oh, let's have a dirt nap for 20 minutes. I'll be good. You know, and they get up and they just keep going yeah. micro naps <laughs> you do that on your bars I right? just go to sleep while you're pedaling as long as you're pedaling <laughs> just gotta keep moving forward Andrew's <laughs> shaking his head yeah no that's I think that's the difference though that's the difference between a racer and a bike packer right like yeah like it's fun to go to these events and do them for your own personal challenge but there's a total there's a huge difference between doing it for your personal challenge and doing it as like the top 10% of them. Because those top 10% it's just superhuman. I just can't people are doing. I just can't bike past a pub and not <laughs> well, that's, stop for a quick like even, even on the Dumbo last year, we were like all feeling good. And, but the lower of the pub was looking even better. So we all stopped and it, and we hung out there for like two and a half hours. It's everybody's journey. It's, it's yeah. just individual, yeah. right? And it's like how much you want to suffer. Mm-hmm. and Or if you've got a, a group of people you're riding with yeah. and you're having a good time. You know, just yeah. remember, that's what it's about. And I think it's all the different. Like if you're with a group, it's easy to just, you know what? Let's just stick together and chill. But if you're by yourself, then it's easy to be like, no, I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm so that. remote. I need yeah. to get out of here. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. like that's when I, I, on my failed BC epic attempt. I rode with people sometimes, but most of the time I was by myself. 
And so, yeah, like to sit down for even 10 minutes felt weird. So it's like... To so not you, be moving? Yeah, so yeah. you go in to get your sandwich or whatever, and you sit down, and you're like, eat like three bites. And like, no, I'll just eat this later. Yeah, you just want to keep going. Yeah, so yeah. you just hop back on your bike, even though you thought you were going to sit down. It's because the diesel's running. Yeah. You don't want to cool it down too much. You want to just keep it rolling, right? So, yeah. So I think there's a difference, and that's... I don't know. I think that's the, the difference, or the, the, the beauty of it, I guess, is that you can make the ride whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I, you know, I see the appeal. Like, of, like last year, I did the Dumbo in one fell swoop, and uh, yeah, it's nice to push your body and see how far it can go, and mm-hmm. I can see why that's addicting, but yeah. Otherwise, my, my approach has been, you know what, I'm going to like ride for 12 hours today and get as far as I can, and then I'm going to get off my bike and rest and like do as much as mm-hmm. roof as I can. And I think sometimes too you can not sleep. Say you choose not to sleep or sleep for two hours. That that little sleep and that little recovery is gonna affect your next day. So you might have been better off to sleep for six hours and then continue on. Because right. you'll you'll be recovered. Yeah. And rested and mm-hmm. you know awake. Yeah. To be but able to... it's also cool to like ride with different people and people and seeing the way they do it because Two years ago, when we did the jumbo as sort of a group, Ryan Hamilton was part of that group, and he's like superhuman. And so to see the way he approached things, even though he was chilling out and just riding with us and having a good time and not like racing, he still hit walls. He still had down points, right? But at the same time, you could see like in his ways of sleeping, his ways of eating, and his ways of moving forward. And just the way he could talk about it, he's like, okay, that's how you get to that next level. So right, it's, and doing them, and like, you, you, yeah. you know, you scratched the BC Epic, but mm-hmm. what, how far was that? Like, like 800K. Oh, it was 800, yeah. so you're almost almost there, right? Yeah. And, um, but in those 800K, you mm-hmm. learn so many things. Oh, that When sure, you go yeah. and do it again, you'll be like, mm-hmm. okay, well, this time I'm going to do this and sleep well, here. And yeah, I was going to sleep at... 9.30 at night. What was that? That's okay. <laughs> I, would, I would like set up my tent and be like, I'm still buzzing. Why am I sitting still? I should be, oh, I see. I should be moving yeah. forward. I should put another two hours in. But I've already set up my tent, so what am I going to do? Take it down? Yeah. Yeah, I oh, didn't set up a shelter on the Epic at all. Yeah. I brought my tire. I won't bring yeah. a shelter again, I don't think. I'll just bring oh, my, rain come up. Spray my reindeer. This is, that's a shelter. I love, I love my tent. <laughs> no baby well, stuff. Oh, yeah. I love, having a, yeah, yeah. I love having a proper tent and just being yeah. in it. Puffy jackets and yeah. like wool and, and, and I think again sack. there's the difference between like there's certain things you have to give up to attain those superhuman speeds or superhuman times I guess it's not even like the speeds are that much better it's just they're not stopping bike packing a sport with a whole new list of gear requirements yeah kind of but not really no different than it's like, yeah, yeah, I know, but just yeah, different systems though, and I think just the bike frame puts a premium on space. As oh, there's definitely to, a space. You, know, you can't put the kitchen sink like you can when you're backpacking, right? Sometimes you can. Do you can carry too much, and it's, yeah, I think um, yeah, to yeah. keep your especially if you're riding single track to keep the bike sleek and narrow. Like there's and not have a bunch of burdensome weight on your back. It puts a premium on. Yeah, it puts a premium on packing and that's been an interesting process to but the cool thing out. is like backpacking we, so Jen and I did the uh, um, Bird Lake Trail and they're out there for I don't know 
seven days or something like that. So she had to pack the entire food the whole time because they're not covering enough distance to get to another town. Or bikepacking, you're hitting another town. Like, even if it's two days between, you're only having to pack for two days. But like on a thing like the Dumbo, or sorry, the Jumbo, you're hitting a town really regularly. And so... Yeah. Or like the BC Epic even more so. You're hitting towns like left, right, oh, man. center, There's right? So, much so you don't have to pack that kind of stuff. No. But Where the AR 700 is going to be a... Yeah. You have to bring a couple days of food. Yeah. Like the original route, that was my first backpack, bike packing event. And that was... Like I carried all my own food. I I didn't stop at Nordic and... You just had all your calories for the yeah. trip yeah. On, on your back? Yeah. 35 liter pack and uh, and wow. then when I got to Canmore I was just so confused like just like you've been riding for so long and you get there and you don't have a plan when you're there and you're you're getting you're not buying smartly you're just sort of buying almost for immediate gratification and yeah reward yeah yeah, yeah. but because uh, yeah the Highwood House was closed and everything else was <laughs> closed. But uh, yeah, like it, it, it was packing the the stuff that you don't think you need on the first couple days and say, why am I carrying this? And then like day four, you're like, boy, I'm glad I'm carrying this. So it, it yeah, was, especially food. And yeah. Not a lot of yeah, display. And it yeah. depends how fast you are. And I carried a stove as well and I only used it once but it's you, yeah you seem to get into a race mode even though like I don't think I ever feel like I race but you just sort of get a mindset of like uh, forward progress yeah and that's what's driving you're not going for a, a spot you're just it's hard to sleep when you're all adrenaline and your your mindset is just at a totally different place like where you're just I don't want to say a survival but you're just thinking bite food um, sleep yeah I, I, I would have liked to sleep a bit more I think on the epic but I couldn't I'd set my yeah. alarm for like I was at four hours I'm gonna sleep yeah. in four hours and I'd get up two hours later and I'd be like yeah. I'd just wake up and be like well yeah. I'm not going to go back to sleep because as soon as your eyes open, you're like, okay, where am I? Where am I going? What's next? You don't really know where you are. Like, I never really knew exactly where to get my GPS out. Oh, okay, I'm here. Okay, well, what's next? You know, look at your key sheet. You know, you just, as soon as your eyes open. I liked your write-up. On the epic? Yeah. Oh, thanks. I was pretty pumped on those because I was sort of like bummed, obviously, because I didn't finish it, but I was was happy. Like, I'd, I'd given it my good college try. And then you and uh, two other people put out these little write-ups. And one of them was, like, he got, like, I think he was the last place finisher or something like that. And it was great. His was awesome. Yours well, was awesome. Was that Tim? Because Tim went out. Tim, Tim Johnson? Because he went out just just cash. He, he yeah. Went, he wanted to push himself, but didn't want to get yeah, injured. Yeah, but, like, in his thing, like, I'm not... Called yeah, Lover, but he actually called. He actually yeah. claimed it in there that he was the last place that actually finished. Oh, I, I don't think so it was like Tim. It might have been. Oh, was it Darch? It wasn't Darch. No, no way. No. no. 
But um, but so he, someone did you and um, Jeff. No, second, just the guy that got second place. Oh, um, Dion, uh, oh, Dion Clark, yeah, Dion Clark. So yeah, he does. There were all such three different yeah. write-ups, and yeah, I thought they were pretty great because they all gave such a great um, view of like different different mindsets, different mindsets like, of the same race, right? It's like they're all they couldn't have been more different. Like Dion's was pretty positive. Yeah, right? he's yeah. super pumped and, and like yeah, mine was, also, mine was pretty positive. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't have yeah. too many like really down. <laughs> I just like that you had the twenty four hour yeah ride in the middle. <laughs> that that stu- stu- stood out to me that you're like I want to ride for twenty four hours. Well, that, that was, was Rob Haynes as well yeah. too. He's yeah, like, yeah, I want to ride twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? Truth be told, it wasn't that was a twenty four hour day. I didn't. Right. I wasn't on the bike for twenty four hours. No, but you didn't sleep for twenty four. No, I, I right. came to I got into Kimberly uh, that evening. Well, I don't even know what day that was. It's all a blur. Day three? I, I, I can't yeah. remember. And then I just, you know, from, from there to Cranbrook is like free. super, it's just a, yeah, it's yeah. actually, it's free. It is. You just yeah. sit there and it was like misty. And really we go nice to, and, we do morning breakfast rides before work where we go to Cranbrook or to Kimberly. Yeah. And then just cruise back. And cruise back. I heard kids go up there, like get their parents to take them up there and they'll skateboard down. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an awesome coast. Oh yeah. But yeah, that was just one of my goals. I had three goals was a, like uh try to do 200 a day mm-hmm. like finish it and do a 24 hour right. just try and i did hallucinate a little bit i wanted to see if i could get to that point where i could <laughs> kind of be perceiving that oh this is kind of weird I'm, <laughs> and it was like i think it was there's no houses along that route right from kimberly to Cranbrook. Yeah, there's a couple couple yeah. so there's you know the odd house or whatever but then there's this really woodsy part and i remember just seeing I, I saw condos with lights on, like town row homes. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was, it was almost like home, 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 like just like New York City yeah. kind of thing, yeah. like row houses. <laughs> and I would, I would turn my head. I was like, what is that? And I, I was seeing lights on, you know, like mm-hmm. lamps and windows. And I would turn, it was just like bush. And this was like maybe, I don't know, three, two or three hours before Wardner. And then when it got in and oh, around oh, Wardner. Yeah, there's nothing out there. Yeah. Right. I was in and around Wardner and I just saw like there was a gate and a pullout and I was sleep riding. I was like, you know, doing that weavy. I was like, oh, I got to get off this bike, man. <laughs> and I don't, I didn't change into my sleeping clothes. I think I just, I, I, I remember blowing my mat up and then I think I just got into my bivy. I just kind of got into it and I woke up like, <laughs> I was frozen. And I slept for, I think I slept for maybe three or four hours, three and a half hours. And I woke up so cold, so cold, but that was good. You know, it's, and that's a pretty, I don't know. It's, it's, I think that's a pretty easily attainable goal. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the cool thing with these like shorter ones too. It almost gives you an opportunity like these high twos to 300 kilometer routes. Cause it gives you that opportunity to do you think I could actually do this in one shot for the, the normal um, bike packer, not the superhuman one, because they would just do right. It. They would just like, do it off. Yeah, of course, yeah. three hundred sure, let's yeah. do it. But um, it gives you that sort of like good size goal of like, could I do the Dumbo in one shot? Yeah, and you can. Yeah, like you a can. Whole, a whole slew of you guys did it in one shot. So what is that? That was two eighty five, two eighty seven, two eighty seven. Yeah, and it was two eighty seven. I mean, it goes a lot of mean kilometers, isn't it? 
There's that, a lot that of, was, there's a lot of free kilometers, not free, but like nice kilometers in there. Right. But it's a lot of mean kilometers in that, there. That 25 and a half hour day, I think I did 285. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, well, now I know I can do that. Yeah. If I ride. And that was, I was dealing with some, you know, nastiness and the chamois and stuff. So yeah. that set me back a long way. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I So no, you would have, ha- you would have started at Great, you would have done Great Creek in that. Yeah. That was yeah, kind yeah, of in the right, middle yeah. of the day, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then, yeah, getting into Kimberly was long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's okay, 90 k from the top of Great Creek to Kimberly. Is it? Yeah. So, so, so I don't remember. Yeah. I remember seeing the signs at 57K down. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, sweet. But it's not down. No, it's not down. It just goes down and it's, it's just like, whoop, 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 just like ripples across. Like, <laughs> the, biggest, ah. the biggest ripoff down. <laughs> it was such a ripoff. <laughs> no, it was a beautiful ride out, though. Oh, for sure it is. Yeah. It's not a downhill. No, definitely not. There's a couple steps. Not, not like the other way. No. It's not like the climb up. Yeah. Oh, that would be a ripper going the other way. Oh, my. <laughs> Your hands get sore Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Brakes. These brakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, that was a good chat. Yeah. Well, thanks for... Thanks. Well, thanks yeah, for... Thanks for, to our, thanks for our terrible trails. Your home. Oh, your trails are not very good here. Don't no. come to Cranbrook. Go riding. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks a lot. That's great. I want to thank those guys for their time. Super fun chatting with them. Great riding down in Cranbrook, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a great time talking to them. I want to thank them for their time. Uh, Joanne Maurice, thank you for your voice intro. Uh, you're my biggest fan, babe. Love you. Lots of love. Um, anyone else who wants to send me a voicemail, please do. Whip out your phone, record me something, and you can send it to bikepackcanadapodcast at gmail.com. And I'll get it on the show. Till next time, get out there, ride bikes, sleep in the woods, and keep the rubber side down. <laughs>